everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Win is a Win podcast. I'm your host, Edgar Chapu. NFL preseason is in full swing, the teams are practicing, the clubs, the coaches, the coordinators, the, the B-listers, the C-listers, everyone's trying to make a spot on the roster, to earn a spot rather. Teams are playing some semi-friendly games, teams are doing joint practices, it looks like the Saints and the Packers are doing a joint practice for a few days this week, that's an NFL tradition, usually a couple of teams will do that in the past. I, I want to say there was a summer when the Raiders and the Cowboys did a joint practice session and uh, a scuffle broke out. That was fun. <laughs> Temperature rising during the NFL preseason. Today's episode, sort of a drive-by look at what's been going on in the NFL. I feel like we haven't talked about the NFL in a while. Understandable. Uh, certainly not a whole lot happened this summer. Uh, other than some very, very, very late free agency signings. And even then, it's more in the nitty-gritty type of signings. But we have a couple weeks of preseason into us. We have a few weeks of training camp uh, past us. So let's discuss uh, the gang green, the New York Jets. Uh, it's been a tough training camp and preseason for them. Their third-year tackle, uh, Mickey Becton, who I know... Their fan base had high hopes for, <laughs> probably Zach Wilson had high hopes for. Lord knows he needs as much help as he can get. Uh, he is out for the year. Uh, he just had season-ending uh, surgery, or actually season-ending IR uh, with a knee injury that he suffered this summer. Uh, Third-year tackle commonly quoted as among the Jets' better players. And keep in mind, we're talking about a team that hasn't had a successful season in a handful of years. But still, even the poor teams have pretty good players on them. Beckham was one of them. I shouldn't say was. He's still on the roster. Uh, he is one of them, but uh, he will not step on the football field in 2022. Um which poses the question, what does this mean for Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson himself, who just had a successful knee injury. He is, however, a long shot for week one, which is just after Labor Day. It seems as though Joe Flacco, former Super Bowl winning quarterback, Joe Flacco, uh, will be taking reps uh, for the next preseason game. I don't remember who they're playing against, nor what day. That being said, you know, year one for Zach Wilson was a bit of a catastrophe. You know, it's it's one of those things, teams like the New York Jets, teams like the Carolina Panthers, teams like the Detroit Lions. You know, when new quarterbacks show up, or the Chicago Bears, for, for example, when new quarterbacks show up, especially rookies, which is the case in New York with the Jets, which is the case in Chicago uh, with the Bears who have uh, Justin Fields, organizations like that who don't have a illustrious recent history, the last two years, three years, four years, some, maybe the last decade, 
I always find it difficult to assess, well, what's the problem? Is the quarterback not that good? Is the coaching not that good? Is the offensive line not that good? Is the wide receiver core not that good? Is, are the, is, is there not enough of a supporting, or I should say, uh, preferably a supporting uh, running game, a complementary running game, not that good? It's tough to know. So you really do have to go into the, into the weeds, into the nitty-gritty details of how teams run their offenses effectively or not. The Jets aren't particularly good at any of <laughs> Unfortunately for the Jets, they're not particularly good at any of those things. Uh, they don't block very well. They don't run very well. They don't have the most talented wide receiver core uh, in the league. And Zach Wilson is a sophomore who's coming off uh, a knee surgery. You know, and I want to make myself perfectly clear, I like Robert Sala. I like Robert Sala. I loved his intensity in San Francisco when he was the defensive coordinator. Uh, I loved the schemes he cooked up. Uh, he was an integral part of why those 49ers teams uh, made some NFC Championship games, made a Super Bowl, didn't win it but came awfully close. Uh, and he was always fun to see on the sidelines. And he's a well-spoken guy, and he's a serious guy, and he's a, he's a great I, I do think he's a great coach. He might be in a little over his head in this situation. I, you know, I, I, I'm not predicting that year two of the Robert Sala experiment or experience, I should say. It's not an experiment. He's a serious coach. But year two of the Robert Sala um, experience might not be that much better than year one, especially if Zach Wilson coming off a knee injury knee surgery as well, albeit successful, if he can't even have great protection. It might be a rough year in New York. Uh, the gangrene might be feeling a little bit sick yet again. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens quarterback, is potentially entering the 2022 NFL regular season without a contract extension. Now, this is a story that's made some headlines, and a lot of podcasts have discussed this over the past few weeks, over the past few months. Lamar Jackson is in a bit of an interesting position insofar as he's kind of a new, unique quarterback not a lot of other quarterbacks play like him he's extremely athletic he's extraordinary at running for first downs and then some uh, his passing game has improved over the past few years he's actually not quite as herky-jerky as he was in his rookie season which I want to say was about four years ago at this point he's gotten better over the years he was a unanimous uh, MVP uh, for the 2019 season, that should be noted. But the last couple of years have been rough. The 2022 campaign, uh, which was marred with a lot of COVID cases, even Ravens games were rescheduled because there were COVID outbreaks. Lamar Jackson himself caught COVID, I believe, a couple of times that year. Certainly once. I want to say a couple of times. Last year, he didn't finish the season due to injury. So it's been a rough go for Lamar Jackson. Uh, his unique playmaking ability differentiates him from the fray of NFL quarterbacks, from the crop. 
Uh, furthermore, uh, he does not have a traditional agent who can negotiate for him, who can negotiate his salary and the bonuses for him. Uh, his his mother does a lot of the talking. I'm, I'm not even joking. His, his mother does a lot of the talking. Not unheard of. Uh, there are other athletes in other sports, other leagues uh, who operate uh, in similar fashion. But obviously, it's the exception and not the rule. Ideally, professional athletes have uh, professional, uh, traditionally recognized agents and not one of their parents or both of their parents. And the negotiations have not been great. Uh, case in point, where we've just passed the halfway point of August, and Lamar Jackson still has no long-term contract. Does Baltimore want a franchise tag, which means he would get the mean average of the top five highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, which I haven't crunched the numbers, but when you consider that what Aaron Rodgers and, and Patrick Mahomes are getting paid annually... Even the lowest-paid quarterback of the top five, if you do the average of that, I have to assume it's in the 25 to $30 million range. You know, An NFL starting quarterback who would be franchise-tagged is going to get well-paid. But of course, you want to make as much money as possible. That's, that's, that's the point. That's, you, you want to have as much money as possible, when you, especially when you play a risky activity like professional football. Um, it's been an interesting story. Some people think he should be franchise tagged. Some people think he should just play out this year, get paid even more later. Some people think he should step onto the field without an extension. And I think because of Lamar Jackson, A, because of his unique skill set, and B, because of the last couple of seasons, not the last season, the last couple of seasons have been a little bit dubious, whether it's because he wasn't vaccinated and caught COVID, whether it's because he didn't finish his season due to too many injuries. You know, we haven't seen a full campaign, a full, uh, well, now it's a 17-game regular season campaign with a healthy Lamar Jackson at the height of his powers for three years. We are entering the 2022 campaign and the last time we saw Lamar Jackson through and through balling for the whole season was in 2019 that's starting to feel like a while ago I'm sorry but it is so I can't really blame the Baltimore Ravens for being a little bit hesitant towards giving him all that much money if I'm the Baltimore Ravens honestly I probably am more tempted to franchise tag him and let him play out his year Fingers crossed he remains healthy. Fingers crossed he doesn't contract COVID again. I honestly do not know if he's vaccinated or not. A lot of players don't feel like talking about that. Probably even less so now that we're a full two years after uh, the season when uh, the season when when COVID really did mar the NFL. That was in 2020. Uh, we're for full two years removed, so I don't know how much players actually want to talk about that anymore. They're probably sick to death about hearing about it. And have been for two years. But yeah, if, if I am the organization, if I am if I am the the payer, not the payee, but the payer, I probably want to franchise tag him. I probably don't want to take a chance. If it was just one year and it was COVID related, I'd say, you know what? I know what I have in Lamar Jackson. And it was only one year, 
And, well, was it his fault or not because he got COVID? We can debate that until the cows come home. But I still know what I have in Lamar Jackson because I just saw it two years ago. And before he caught COVID, I saw it this year. But it's been two years. And one of those is coming off an injury. I'm probably a little bit more hesitant. I'm predicting, and full disclosure, I am terrible at predictions. I think he might be franchise tagged. Lastly, we go to San Francisco, where Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer the starting quarterback. Mike Shanahan and uh, John Lynch have gone with uh, the quarterback they drafted a couple of springs ago, Trey Lance, who we did not see in action a great amount during the 2021 regular season. He only started a couple of games. He filled in for Jimmy G in a couple of other games. But essentially, from about the midway point of the 2021 regular season, right up until the end of that NFC Championship game, which the 49ers almost won. Uh, they lost uh, at the death to the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game. We didn't see any Trey Lance. This is a bit of an interesting one. The knock on Garoppolo is that his fourth quarter statistics, particularly in playoff games, and we saw the NFC Championship game last year, we saw the Super Bowl. Now, his fourth quarter performances are not great. Statistically, they are worse than his QB, QBR rating, for instance, uh, during the first three quarters of games including the playoffs. The fact of the matter is, it's well documented that players love playing for him. The locker room loves him, and they win more games than they lose. They were about half a quarter away in February of 2020 from winning the Super Bowl with this guy. So I completely understand why there is some controversy surrounding the fact that he is no longer their starter. And let's be clear, throughout the 2021 season, even as Jimmy Garoppolo reacquired, re-earned the number one starting position and they started winning games and made that playoff push, there were reports that the organization, the 49ers organization, was still ready and willing to do away with him during the off-season. They, they liked what they had in Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan is a very respected, very talented, very intelligent, and very successful head coach and offensive coordinator. And John Lynch is a really smart general manager as well. A great, great football mind. So for them to make the decision they did. I, I'm willing to put my trust in them. I don't have an issue with that. If they see something in Trey Lance, go for it. I just think it, I'm wondering if 49ers fans might go through one season of a little bit of 
Payne because new quarterback, got to learn the offense, although he has had a full year to do so. But it's one thing to learn the offense. It's another thing to practice that offense from Monday through Saturday. It's another thing to actually do it on the field. Uh, and his numbers were okay, but he didn't play a whole lot. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mystery as to what exactly we're going to get with Trey Lance. Just how effective is this going to be? And I understand 49ers fans who are going to miss Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. They probably like their chances more with Jimmy G than they do with Trey Lance. But I would err on the side of caution. I would heed patience. You know, Kyle Shanahan, like I said, very, very smart guy. Maybe the first few weeks will be a little bit rocky, but I can see the 49ers still having a moderately successful season and down the road improving and going from there. So that was kind of fun, a little drive-by NFL talk about a few teams. Uh, admittedly, because the uh, soccer league started a couple of weeks ago, I I I'll be completely honest, I actually have not been doing as much NFL reading as I normally would. This this just happens to be in August where I've been a little bit more invested in in soccer than the NFL. But, you know, I felt the NFL was due. You know, the preseason is is fully under its way. And there, there are a lot of stories way beyond the ones we talked about on today's episode. I mean, we really didn't get into the whole ordeal uh, with the offense in New England. Uh, seemingly, the offensive line is is trading away their, or substituting their gap-blocking scheme for a zone-blocking scheme, and it's been a little bit rough. And Mac Jones did, hasn't looked like what he did last year. Not to say that he was a Herculean quarterback last year, but it's been a little bit of a struggle. They don't have the most talented wide receiver core in the league. You know, so the Patriots are, are an interesting story. Arizona Cardinals are an interesting story. What with the Kyler Murray contract saga, although that's at this point finally in the rearview mirror. But you, you still have to wonder, you know, that, that's got to create a little bit of unease, maybe a little bit of unspoken unease. Uh, in, in the quarters, in the halls of that stadium and in the halls and on the field of those practice facilities. So it'll be interesting to see, interesting to see, excuse me, how the Car Arizona Cardinals do this year. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are constantly in the news. They don't have Amari Cooper anymore. One of their new fresh wide receivers suffered a bad uh, injury. You know, Dak Prescott, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, kind of underperformed in the playoffs last year. How well can the Los Angeles Rams do in defending their title? You know, Allen Robinson, fantastic wide receiver, but they don't have Robert Woods anymore. They don't have OBJ uh, anymore. It, it, it's, it's really, really interesting. Um, a lot of interesting stories, but again, I only wanted to really concentrate on a few of them. Uh, as August, or rather I should say as September approaches, uh, we will start taking the NFL a little bit more seriously as the weeks go by. I'll do a little bit more reading because I am excited for this season. It, it just so happens that there have been so many kooky stories 
at the start of the Premier League and at the start of the Bundesliga and the uh, the Spanish uh, La Liga that I've been I, I've I've been a little bit less invested in the NFL as I usually are come August but but we'll get there so that was another episode of a win is a win podcast I was your host and I will continue to be your host Edgar Chaput the show can be found at anchor.fm Spotify Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as for myself I'm on Facebook it's just my name Edgar Chaput I'm on uh, Twitter at double o pop those are words uh, double underscore oh underscore pop and I'm on Instagram at edchap14. That's E-D-C-H-P as in Paul, and the number's one four. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you very soon.